This episode is brought to you by Joe's Pizza Shop. When it comes to ordering takeout, it's kind of like finding a movie on streaming services. You have no idea where to start because the options are limitless. So I'll make it easy for you. Go on your Skip the Dishes app right now and order yourself a fan-favorite poutine or some of Joe's Pizza Shop's specialty spicy crispy chicken burgers. As they are with streaming services, the options at Joe's Pizza Shop are also endless. Head on down to their new Orleans location at 8154 Jean d'Arc Boulevard to satisfy your hunger right now. Now enjoy the episode. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ease Conversations. Thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Matt and I. Hope you enjoyed listening to us share our first top 10 lists of 2023, the TV shows. And that if you miss any of the shows that we shared, you got a chance to uh, maybe start some of them up. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think about them. So now for episode 127 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt. Say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a great day right now. I'm super pumped for today's episode uh, because of our guest that we always bring for this top 10 list. Um, I Every episode we've done with him has been great. Eric, why don't you introduce our guest to everybody? Yeah, so for the third time now, bringing back a recurring guest, fan favorite, hip-hop aficionado, who knows, uh, like I said, all things uh, rap and uh, collecting of said uh, genres memorabilia so for the third time on the podcast ladies and gentlemen introducing the homie reintroducing the homie hip-hop fiend 85 aka brandon sets up the people thank you very much for having me again um it's one thing i always look forward to you know january i always start my list again for the next year so (laughs) i really appreciate it (laughs) pretty much same here so yeah we're super excited to have you man you all know what the deal is so hip-hop albums of 2023 we're um, going to do the usual snake dr- um, snake uh, order of sharing our lists. Um, before we get into that, though, Brandon, I'll throw it over to you first, and then we'll all go around to just talk about what was the year of 2023 for hip-hop and uh, the list-making process. So how was it like for you, Brandon, from uh, January 2023 all the way to the end of December of last year? I found it was uh, like I really had a slow start, and maybe because of uh, it being the 50th year of hip-hop, um, there was all these expectations of like legends coming back and albums and uh, but I really found like it took a while before something really hit like logic always came out comes out the gate first but after that it slowed down and then when I started putting together this list I was like man there's so much good music by the end of the year <laughs> and it was just it was really difficult to uh, put it together I think we uh, said in the chat I had about like 15 or 16 that deserved to be in the top 10 <laughs> so Matt how was it like for you and what are your thoughts on the year a bit like Brandon like I, I didn't even worry about making my list the first six months of the year because I'm like oh there's nothing really that catches my attention like I I feel like I could have st- I steadily kept up with the releases and rated them but near the end I was flooded with stuff and I could have easily made a top like 15 or 20 guys and been comfortable with it there was a lot of good stuff at the end and it was hard I even changed the pick last minute today so my bottom five was really hard to do actually because of the strength of the 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 last quarter of the year so yeah it was difficult what about you Eric yeah super difficult for me too honestly and I'll just preface by saying that this year is probably the year I listened to the least amount of rap in that while, like you, Matt, and I'm sure Brandon as well, kept up with the releases every single week and did listen to 
a great number of albums. Like at the end of the year, I do my count of how many I listen to every year. I listen to 81 rap albums this year. Wow. So that's by no oh, means nice. not a lot of hip hop, but there weren't many that were like really sticking with me where I'd be listening to them for months and or at least weeks to months in a row, nonstop knowing like this is making the list at the end of the year. It'd be like, uh, I, lo- I really enjoy this album. Maybe listen to it one to three, four times and then kind of move on. And the genre I actually mm. listened to the most this year was um, movie soundtracks because oh, for yeah. me, it's tough to... The thing is, it's tough for me to do my work that I work at home. Like, I can't really listen to rap while I work because de- like, I get deconcentrated. <laughs> so having yeah. that just like ambient soundtrack in the background is much smoother for me to just help me focus kind of. But like you guys... In December, I've just been grinding, going back over the releases, and there are actually so many amazing albums that dropped last year. So I feel like I didn't really do uh, hip hop its uh, service by listening to these albums <laughs> the amount that I should have. But you know, it was really fun making a list and like kind of rediscovering some of these albums. So that all that being said, great year for rap yet again. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. for the order this year, I re-listened to our last few episodes. I wanted to switch up the order a little bit. Brandon, we've given you the honor of just, just kicking the list off both yeah. times. I think we'll, we'll push you to the back, you know, save the best for last. You'll have the third oh, pick. No. We'll go Matt, Matt two, and I'll kick us off, actually. The one who's kind of been critical of rap coming into this year, not listening to it as much as I should have. So my number 10 album of uh, 2023 was one that really falls into the category that I described where it dropped... I loved it, listened to it a few times, but then fell off. And up until last week, wasn't even considering having it in my top 10 just because of how little I listened to it. But I um, I threw this one on like a good five times in the last week. Absolutely can't have it off. I'm pretty sure it'll be on either one of your, if not both your lists. So it'd be the third installment in the Magic album series. Mm. So Magic 3 by Nas nice. and Hit Boy. That's my number 10 pick nice very nice yeah i'm sure uh um, oh yeah <laughs> go ahead first brandon well i have to uh, represent with the shirt uh yeah <laughs> the Nas shirt um yeah it's gonna be on my list too um i loved it i love that uh it ended the chapter too uh it was one of those things where now it like became like the anticipation is there ever gonna be another one is there this so i think it's like Three albums for Magic, three albums for King's Disease. Uh, so it's just like a per- perfect conclusion. And uh, I loved it. I thought it was like an incredible, incredible album. Mm-hmm. And the more I listened to it, the more it grew on me. I'll just talk about it now, too. Um, I thought it was incredible, too. I like like the the two songs based on True Events and based on True Events yeah. Part 2. Like, yep. banger back to back. No Tears was great. Superhero status. Like, it was top to, top to bottom a great album. No Misses, Quick. So... Yeah, good pick, Eric. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I so, guess I'll, Well, actually, I yeah. just wanted to quickly talk about it. I just introduced the album. I actually didn't say anything That's about true. it. But I, I'll just quickly go. Like, same with you. Based on True Events Part 2 is straight up listening to a movie in real time with that beat, too. Nas is one of the only artists in my books who can paint that picture and that cinematography vividly over a beat like that as well, where you're clearly visualizing what's happening based on his spoken word poetry. Just unbelievable. And it kicks off with a banger. I love Fever, Tisk, oh, Superhero yeah. Stat. Like, I could pretty much list off every song on this album. For the most part, I like, absolutely love them. And um, the feature with Lil Wayne is great as well. Like, I'm a big yeah. Lil Wayne guy. So I love to see another legend on the only feature on that album. Yeah. And 
just the chemistry with Hit Boy and um, Nas is something that we never really knew we needed as much as we did, starting with <laughs> the first King's Disease. And I, I wonder if it's the end with them. Like you said, Brandon, there's K- the KD trilogy's over, Magic trilogy's over. Are they going to run it back for a third trio now? I wouldn't be opposed to more. So Magic 3, it came pretty quickly right after Magic 2 as well, which, yeah. um, I mean, not, like, not to give away picks, but I guess I will. Magic 2, not on my list, but I really, really, and I was kind of like, I enjoyed Magic 2, but um, I was like, all right, like, am I kind of sick of these guys dropping albums together, which might be crazy <laughs> to say, but then Magic right. 3, reconvinced, like, nope, I'm not sick of them. So I keep it coming. <laughs> Amazing album. So that's my first pick of the day. Nice. Starting off the list amazingly, Eric. Uh, my number 10 is Glorious Game by Black Thought and L. Oh, Michael's wow. Affair. Um, I really liked Glorious Game to me. It's not as like hyper and uh, fast paced like the other albums on my list. It was like more like chill listening in terms of like the flow wasn't too fast. Uh, but I love Black Thought and I thought this album I kept re-listening to throughout the year and I really like it. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this track list right now and like there are no skips for me. Quick album. A lot of this is the theme of my list this year. Not long albums. Super like easy to listen to. So Glorious Game kicking off with that one. Yeah, it's an it's another one that's gonna be on my list too later on. And I think it just further shows like how incredible Black Thought is. And uh a point I'll make the point now is that I found like last year it was like nothing but praise for Black Thought. And th- and this year, like you didn't hear much about it which I mm-hmm. found it was, like, really overlooked as an album. And it's just almost like with how his career's always been. Everybody knows he's uh-huh. great, but they just kind of forget about him. And this year, I mean, he had that album. He dropped that hip-hop um, dedication at the Grammys, which was incredible, mm-hmm. which he earned a nomination for. And he released a book, which is, like, one of the favorite mm-hmm. books I've read. Um, but yeah, just an incredible, incredible album. And the collaboration with the uh, L's, uh, Michael's affairs was just dope. Yeah. Another mad great album to start off your list as well. Just from the top, like grateful, just a banger of a beat to open it up. And then black thought just does what he does throughout the whole project with like his unmatched lyricism and like the words that he's using his vocabulary. The guy probably just reads a dictionary and thesaurus for fun. And that's like light <laughs> reading for him. He just likes to take that all in and like what other multi-syllable words can he throw into a verse? Yeah. It's, in- it's actually insane how he just yeah. constructs his verses together. Love the album. Oh, yeah. Again, it's another one that dropped, listened to it a bunch, then stopped and then rediscovered this last week. So really nice to uh, re-get that one into the fold for sure. So Black Thought, I am. Um, I will say though, if I had to choose between this one and Cheat Codes, I preferred last year's. I think because of the um, perhaps like the features as well that he had on there, and uh, the vibe was a little more sinister. I found like this was a little more yeah. like luxury rap, which I love as well. But um, yeah, no, Black Thought just dropping bangers left and right. I hope he drops another album this year with another producer that like L. Michael's Affair, uh, Danger Mouse maybe only know by name but not familiar with so if he keeps introducing us to these other legendary producers i'm all ears i always tune into a black thought uh, album so it's a great pick yeah thanks so i'll go uh, with my uh, first one number 10 and it's gonna be uh i don't know it's a theme throughout this year i found was uh rappers working slow solely with one producer Mm-hmm. Uh, which I love. I always love that. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Elzai and Ono, uh, Heavy uh, Vibrato. 
incredible, incredible album. Elzai is originally from uh, Slum Village. They're both out of Detroit. Uh, so he started, he didn't start, like Slum Village started before him and then he ended up joining them after, I think with the Detroit Deli album. Uh, so he's just an incredible MC. And uh, oh no, uh, you guys might know is uh, Madlib's brother, mm. who's also oh, not just an an amazing, amazing producer. He has a he's has a group with Alchemist. He has a group with Madlib. So to get these two like legendary uh, producers to get uh, producer rapper together was just incredible. Um, sonically, as soon as the album starts, it starts with a thirty second inch, uh, instrumental, and it just like blows my mind away. Um, each song almost has either it tapers off with the instrumental or it begins with it. So it really is like a true collaboration of producer and MC. Yeah. If you haven't heard it, there's like, even like trick dice, it's just pure hip hop, like dark, sinister beat. Um, Elzai lyrically, just one of the greatest. Um, you also get like, um, features with guilty Simpson, another underground Detroit MC, uh, they have a song, Radio International Program, Programming, which is basically turning the table on radio and blaming them for the state of hip-hop today, how it's gotten stale. Mm. Uh, so I really thought mm. that was really cool. He has another song, Bishop, where he takes it in the view of uh, Bishop from Juice. So he's uh, rapping and through his eyes. Um, wow. Yeah, it's just front to back. It's just a banger of an album. A little bit more underground, uh, but definitely, definitely need to check it out. Never heard of any of these artists, to be honest, but um, love discovering, (laughs) love the discovery, right? So I just downloaded it. We'll give this a spin for sure. But um, yeah, I can't say too much on it myself. Um, The one thing I will say, though, to your point about one producer albums, like collaboration albums that have an MC and a producer, a few rappers, and then one producer, I absolutely love as well, just for the cohesive vibe of the the project. I'm a big fan You'll see that's a pretty similar theme with me as well. Most years, honestly, like I always, when I break down my album listing as well, I have solo artists or groups and then collab albums is my second tier. And it's come, it's close to like a 50-50 split for how many collab albums I listened to this year. Like those are some of my favorite albums and I love when artists do that. Like Magic 3, for example, like so far all of yeah. ours have been single producer albums. So that's right. interesting facts right there. Like Eric, like you, Eric. I, I'm gonna. I wrote this down because I'm gonna listen to it. I have not listened to this Brandon, and or nor do I know the artist. So, awesome. Definitely working. And Elza is a guy who he's always flew kind of under the radar, but every year he drops an album that either mm. should be or could be like in the top ten. Uh, yeah, if wow. you enjoy it, go through the discography. He's just right. incredible. What do you got for number nine, though? I'm curious oh, yeah. now. That's right. That's right. Back to me, the snake. Okay. So number nine, I'm going to go with uh, Cesar Face. Cesar mm-hmm. Official Intelligence. I was working, uh, practicing that today. Uh, <laughs> so as many as you guys, uh, if you guys know, um, it's basically a super group. Uh, you got Inspector Deck from Wu-Tang and then uh, Seven Ellis and Historic, um, who's just incredible. It's uh, this album. I was a little worried about it because it's their first major label release. I think they're on uh, Virgin Music now. Uh, but that being said, as soon as you press play on it, you know you're getting that Cesar face comic book superhero album. Um, this is actually probably one of my favorite ones from them. You know, uh, there's a mm-hmm. song on there, uh, Mama's Basement, which I think uh, 
a lot of people could relate to. It's basically talking about how he left his comics in his mom's basement. He's got to go get them back. You know, as once you move out, you know, you end up leaving a lot of nostalgic stuff in your parents' house. So I just love that whole play, the whole um, topic of that. I kept going back to that song. Um, another great one was with uh, Logic on uh, Gatecrasher, where if you guys remember his alter ego, uh, Doc, Doc D. So you have Doc D, Logic, and then each member, uh, Cesar, um, Inspect the Deck, and Esoteric, basically battling each other in the whole song. Uh, which was really pretty dope. And once again, with the superhero theme, Cool Keith is on two tracks, which is he's a character within himself. I could see like a future collaboration with them, like they've done with Doom or Ghostface. Um, I just loved it. I loved the album. It was a fun album. It was like a really fun listen. It wasn't serious. It, they didn't take themselves. They never take themselves seriously. Marvel at that, you know, he, you know, every rapper has like an alphabet themed rap song, <laughs> but I like the twist on how he used it to like mention each Marvel hero or villain throughout it. So yeah, no, I just, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I have not, I didn't listen to this album. Actually, I had no idea it'd come out, which my fault for not doing like deep digging in my homework, I guess. So yeah, I haven't, I haven't listened to it and I will now. Yeah, I did see it honestly, and I was planning on listening to it. I actually have been aware of their music for a while since like... 2015 which they dropped their second album every hero needs a villain funnily enough named one of our episodes based on that album title we have an episode called every hero needs a villain but yeah so i have been a fan of them for a while don't i haven't listened to all their releases consistently but they're dope and what i love about them is like like you said the marvel references that they make like it's right up my alley and like star wars like a lot of them like pop culture references i'm a big fan but no, didn't get to check this one out, so I'll add that to the list as well. And just the look of their album covers are really cool, like the comic book style. I think it's sick. The album with the Ghostface too. I listened to that one a lot in 2019. Oh, so that was a great album. Yeah, that was an incredible. One. Yeah, just how it starts off like the ring. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great, great album. But no, great pick. All right, I guess it's me. I'm gonna go with. My number nine, which I'm kicking myself now. It's like two picks for you, Brian, I haven't listened to. But anyways, <laughs> we move on. Um, uh, my number nine is Art of Words by 38 Special and Graph. Nice. Another oh, quick, cool. another super quick album. I just listened to it yesterday. and I'm like, hey, it's got to go on my list. Maybe I should have listened to it more because this album's fucking amazing. I love all the features, the Conway song, Bun B, Stove Cod Cooks, Dave East, like... There's some really banger songs here and it flows just like one song follows each other beautifully. Again, not super like not a super excitable album where it's like angry and like more chill, like relaxing for me to listen to basically. And it's only 10 songs, I believe. So yeah, Art of Words had to make my list, squeeze it in at the end actually. Um, But yeah, loved it. What do you guys think? Well, you got me on that one. I actually didn't check it out. So I got to write it down. Great album, Matt. Uh, I also, this one that I just discovered out of nowhere this year, like 38 Special, I've been a fan of for a little bit now. And I was just go- searching him in Apple Music and I saw that he had this album with this guy, Graf, who I've never heard of in my life before. So I'm like, all right, I'll go in for 38 Special. And then I'm listening to the first few songs and 38 is nowhere to be found. So come to find out that he's also a producer. He's the one who made all the instrumentals on this album. Is not actually rapping on here. 
And the beats mm. are incredible too. He's a, a dual threat, this guy. And this yeah. Graf guy as well just has a, a great presence on the mic, solid voice. His wordplay was dope. I'm just a fan of pretty much everything that he had to bring to the table. A couple of catchy songs on there too. Some trap, um, storytelling. And like you said, 10 songs, 33 minutes, very quick. And a lot of features too that mm-hmm. kind of keep things interesting as well. Like you just listen exactly. to them all. So no, I'm a big fan of uh, this album, Art of Words. Um, great pick, Matt. Thanks. My number nine is actually the first album that dropped this year that I was really into, and it came out in March. And I had been looking forward mm. to this one for a while. I might have mentioned it in our last episode where I was looking forward to this artist dropping an album because I knew he was doing something in 2023. So it would actually be another collab album called Scaring the Hose by JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown. Oh, nice pick. So... JPEG, well, first of all, Danny Brown, I've known of for a while. He doesn't drop albums regularly, like every three years or so, three, four years, even at that. And to me, they all hit. They're very weird. He's like, he has a very unique voice, right? Like a high pitched voice, very weird rapping style. But then he has, he can mix in with like deep voice, a cadence as well, good wordplay, kind of chaotic and, um, yeah. Chaotic, I'd say, is a good way yeah. to describe Danny Brown. Perfect. And someone who yeah. matches him kind of beat for beat in that is JPEG Mafia, who I think was really underground up until a few years ago. He kind of gained some fame with his 2021 album, which is when I found out about him. And since then, I've always kind of looked out for when this guy drops music. His style is like weird, um, kind of electronic rap. He like uses computer sounds in there to make his own beats. Like he makes his own beats as well. So he's the one who produced the entire album. And these two are kind of a match made in heaven in that they're a strange pair, but they go, they um, complement each other really well. And this one flows some of the weirdest production you'll hear on a 2023 album. But for me, it just hits. And there's some bangers on there, some fast pace rapping, trading bars, good wordplay. Very, very good album. Did not disappoint based on, like, I had high expectations going into it. But the reason it's ranked a little lower for me is that it's not one that I always ran back to too much throughout the year. But every time I listen to it, I'm like, this is an amazing album. have to have it on my list. So, Scaring the Hose, JPEG Mafia, Danny Brown, <laughs> number nine pick. And this is yeah. music that would scare the hose. Like, that's why it's called that. You know, they know what they are. So, yeah. Have you guys checked this yeah. one out? Yeah, I checked it out when it dropped and, like, I'm not uh, familiar with JPEG Mafia at all, and it just completely... I checked it out for Danny Brown, and it shocked me, like, how well of an album it was. Um, It's actually one I overlooked. I listened to it a few times when it dropped, and I just never got back to it. Uh, So, yeah, I'm actually pretty excited. I gotta go check it out again, but I remember, like, loving it. I really enjoyed it, too. It it was in contention for my top ten, but what you described, Eric, the weirdness, the chaoticness, the electronic vibes, that... That's what kept it off my list, unfortunately. But I've maybe on further listens. But I do like it. It was just too strange for me. I wasn't used to that. It, it, it took me out of my comfort zone for my rap listening. So I was like, oh no, no, I can't include it on my list. I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be truthful to me. So, uh, but yeah, good pick. 
No, that's totally fair. It's definitely acquired taste. I feel like I've been familiarized with both Danny Brown, especially, and then JPEG Mafia. Like I had listened to his few his albums that he dropped in years in a row from 2021 on. So like I got used to him. So I would recommend going back and listen to a few of his old albums. He's got some good stuff. But again, it is weird though. So maybe not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. Number eight, latest release of the year that made my list might not Ooh. surprise anybody when you hear the names I'm about to rattle off, but I had to have it on my list. So it'd be Holland Nash 2 by oh, West Side nice. Gun, Conway the Machine, and legendary producer The Alchemist. That's my number eight pick of the year. This dropped um, unexpectedly December 29th of last year. So I'm going into it like, all right, I won't have had much time to sit on this album is it realistic or is it forced for me to throw this on my top 10 of all year when I've had time to to digest these albums and listen to them multiple times? Well, I did listen to this one quite a few times to make sure that it merited a spot for me. And it definitely does. It's exactly what I seek out in rap. Just, well, it checks a lot of boxes, I'll say. Like, good, amazing production, first of all. Great bars, what I love in rap is when two artists kind of go back and forth trading bars, like two or four lines, and then the other one goes in, then they go back and forth like that. That's pretty much all you get on this album between Westside and Conway at the peak of their rapping abilities. Like Conway, this was also an album that was recorded for the most part in 2016, so it's not new music by any means to maybe diehard Griselda fans, which I've only recently become. Like, I started listening to these guys in, like, 2019, 2020. So I hadn't heard these old songs, and a lot of them have been remixed and mastered and whatever. But for me, it all hit start to finish. Very short album. I think it's, like, 10, 9 or 10 songs. Only, well, Schoolboy Q is the only feature I can remember off the top, which I love that song with them. And, um, yeah, just, it did it for me. Big fan. I uh, hope these guys do another album together where Westside has said like he only likes to do that kind of rapping, trading bars with Conway. And recently Stove God Cooks has also become that guy that he's comfortable going back and forth with like that. But uh, there's something about Conway and Westside together just does it for me. And uh, like I said, Alchemist honestly becoming one of my favorite, if not favorite producers of all time at the rate that this guy's just dropping legendary albums year in, year out. I think it's going to be like four years in a row this guy makes my top 10 hip-hop <laughs> albums yeah. list. Amazing producer. So, would recommend. I think it's a fantastic album. Yeah, it's incredible. It was one that was, yeah, like you said, it was shocking when it dropped. I tried to get a copy of it in some format. They all sold out in yeah. two seconds. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the good news is, too, that, uh, yeah, I didn't include it on the list because I do, I feel I have to sit with it more. And um, Alchemist did say they're getting back into the studio to create an official Hall and Nash. Um, so uh, with all brand new music. So that's another one that very well could end up next year's list. Uh, but yeah, just an incredible album. And uh, I look forward to like just re-listening to it all this year. And my thoughts on the album is, honestly, I'm kicking myself. I did not even listen to it once, Eric. I saw it drop. I think I dismissed it instantly because it was like the holidays and grinding the previous albums that came out and i just i saw it i'm like probably won't make my list i'm not listening to it which was a foolish mistake foolish <laughs> mistake so good job thanks for having it on your list eric now i wrote it down i'm writing all your picks down so perfect 
my number eight is an album that got better and better every time I listened to it. And I love the theme of the album. Anyways, it's Director's Cut 4 by Ransom and Nicholas Craven. Love that all the like the tracks are like most of the movies or shows and the theme like uh, like the vibe of the album was perfect for me, especially doing my workouts. This was my go-to album. I don't know. I just like the the lyrics, Rans, uh, Ransom's flow. Eric, you got me like listening to more. I know you had like you mentioned them last year when you were doing the top ten. You know, like Ransom, Rome Streets. These were names I wasn't familiar with, so I had to check out his album. Loved it. So that's Director's Cut 4. I got to check out his catalog now because I really like this one. Did you guys listen to it? I completely slept on that one. I don't even think I knew it dropped. <laughs> We're two for two now, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was aware of this album, but me too did not check it out. I, I regret it big time. I'm super happy to see it on your list. Ransom's a beast, man. Like the guy... Can his flow and um, just I love the delivery of his lines. His voice super cool, mm-hmm. like cool, cold. Uh, he's like a cold-blooded assassin on the mic. So no, <laughs> big fan of Ransom, but did not check that one out. And Nicholas Craven, just shout out to him. He's a Canadian producer from Montreal, I'm pretty oh. sure. And uh, oh, he's cool. done an album with Boldy James, and they have another one dropping. So at the time of recording this Friday, so it'll be out by the time this episode's out called The Penalty of Leadership. Definitely check that mm. out. It's not out yet, but I'm sure it's going to be great stuff. So, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Awesome. Nicholas, you know the album he uh, did with uh, with him before? Yep. Fair Exchange, No Robbery. Love that album. Fair Exchange. Yeah, I'm completely sleeping on it. I got uh, to do some homework. Great pick, Matt. Love to see that. Thanks. All right, so I'll go to my uh, number eight. Another legend that I'm happy made his uh, way back to the mic again. Um, AZ, truth be told. You know, he came out with Nas, uh, Life's a Bitch, uh, just completely, only feature on that album, killed it. And since then, he's quietly built like one of the best discographies in hip hop. Um, It's so deep, this catalog, and he's recently had a resurgence. Uh, his last one, Do or Die 2, came out last year or two years ago. It was pretty good, but for this one, truth be told, he hooked up with uh, Buck Wild, uh, producer Buck Wild from DITC. Uh, so he has that like that great New York gritty sound. Um, just reintroduction, the first song just comes out hard. It's an energetic beat. He has more of a monotone flow, so he gave him a lot of energetic beats. And his lyricism just completely kills it. One of the greats, I swear there's a Bob Marley sample in there somewhere buried deep in there because it just hits you, the melody hits you. And he goes through the whole history of hip-hop through it uh, while giving love to all the legends, which just worked out perfect with the year. Yeah, Pharaoh Monch is on it. He's featured on the album. Uh, Fat Joe, who came into the game through DITC. So that was great to see him hook up with Buck Wild and kind of get his grimy flow back, <laughs> which is really, really good. Um, yeah, and it's a short album. It's another one. It's I think it's 10 tracks too. Uh, it's a short, sweet album. And um, yeah, I just loved it. I loved how he went through his career. He's kind of like given himself his flowers, which is uh, well-deserved. I did not check this out, I'll admit it. I remember you telling me about this artist, Brandon, like when we used to work in the same building and okay. and how he's super underrated and like slept on. And yeah, anyways, yeah, I, did, I didn't check it out. Eric? 
no, uh, AZ, really unfamiliar with his music, honestly. Like, I really know him, like you said, from um, like Life's a Bitch by Nas. That's honestly pretty much it. I think I did check out one of his albums back in the, like a few years ago based on your recommendation, Brandon. I think I thought it was solid, but it's just someone I don't really know well, so unfamiliar with and um, can't speak on too much. So maybe got to just run it back and uh, check. I'll check this one out for sure and then yeah. go from there. It's just one of those guys. There's so many, especially in the 90s, you had so many gems come out. It was hard to keep up with it all. Mm-hmm. And I find he was just one of those ones that flew under the radar. Uh, but yeah, definitely worth a check out. Um, number seven, I'm going to go with a newer artist, uh, Mick Jenkins, The Patience. Nice. Mm. Um, I wasn't too familiar with him. I like. I think I heard Water, that album Water, he dropped and really liked it, but didn't go back to it a lot. This one, I don't know. I saw it and I just got the CD right away for whatever reason. And I'm not sure when it dropped, but I consistently listened to it throughout the whole time. And this album, it started at like number 10. It like ran through the whole bottom of the list. But the more I listened to it, the higher it climbed. Um, I just loved it. I love his style. I love uh, all the different flows that he used on it. The way he could switch from just like hardcore rapping to like very melodic on it. You know, um... Sinister, sinister songs on it like sitting ducks and then to go to like smoke break you know so it just keeps your attention on like what's going to come next he also has kind of like that uh, tde sound i call it you know <laughs> that uh, it just has that flow you know um freddie gibbs who didn't drop an album but i found he just delivered like some of the greatest verses uh he's on show and tell completely kills it um yeah Benny the Butcher's on it, Vic Mensa. It's just an album I couldn't stop uh, listening to. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've been a fan of Mick Jenkins for a while, actually. I think 2013, 2014, I knew about him and kind of thought he would be on this trajectory to become a bigger name in rap. Hasn't really become that, but with this album, I think kind of has been getting more recognition. I honestly think it's his best album so far. And uh, really impressive. It's concise, like under 30 minutes, no skips for me. All the features are great. And that might have been one thing that he's been missing throughout his career is engagement with other bigger names and great rappers. Like, I don't know if we can really, like, Vic Mensa is a, a great, great rapper, but he does his thing on this album. I actually liked him, his music back in the day as well, but no misses in terms of the features. And like you said, good variety on here. Um, yeah, man, great album. Big fan easy to listen to exactly very easy to listen to i wouldn't even know who mick jenkins is if it wasn't for you eric recommended him recommending him on the podcast i love this album too great flow great features you guys said it all so i'm not gonna repeat myself i repeat what you guys said so yeah good pick brandon my number seven i never thought this album would make my top 10 but the more i listened to it i was like this is a fun ass album a little chaotic maybe not chaotic but like a little like aggressive maybe but i kind of like that and i wasn't familiar with this rapper until eric brought him to my attention last year but i got the rome streets album noise candy five for number seven that back to back with directors cut four like they go hand in hand with just play them one after another when i'm doing chores around the house workout anytime i have my like airpods in those are my go-to albums because they're just like i just make me smile basically and this was my longest album on the list but like the qualities there in my opinion and Rome streets. I love his flow and style. Like I'm a fan of his now him and ransom were the two big discoveries for me from last year, Eric. And 
they're both on my list this year. So yeah, Noise Candy 5 nice. for my number 7. I'll just say, love to see it. Uh, Rome Streets, me too. He's like a recent uh, rapper I discovered as well. Big fan. Like I think, like you said, he has a great presence on the... I, I like his voice, flow, everything. Sick album, for sure. And I think it flows really nicely. In my opinion, no skips again. 14 songs, but I mess with them all. And there's some like catchy stuff on there too, like Shake and Bake, I thought was a like a solid banger. Um, even like Hell Backwards, the second song, like I don't know. I love the mm-hmm. I love the whole album. That's a great <laughs> The song yeah. with Boldy James, yeah. Oh yeah, I oh, love that. Yeah, that was great. Stana. Yeah. No, great album, great pick. It I saw it and I'm like, you know what? So it's gonna be in this podcast. I gotta check it out. <laughs> like I just knew it. Um, so, but yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, no, just great, great pick. You guys said it all. So number seven for me. Now I'm actually I'm looking at this in Apple Music, and it's not even listed as hip hop. So I don't know if this is a questionable pick. It's definitely gonna be the most different one we have on here. But this guy did come on. To the scene as a rapper i'm throwing it up here i don't even care i'm going austin by post malone that was my seventh album of the year oh, okay so i messed with this album big time i thought it's a great vibe like kind of like darker vibes and uh, maybe some sad boy vibes at times <laughs> mixed in with like some post is known for his genre blending so i'm not really surprised that it's not labeled as hip-hop honestly he's like he is a pop star it makes sense i didn't even that didn't even cross my mind until now that it wouldn't be considered rap but it is in my books and i think it's a powerful album from post he went no features on this one coming off his last two albums i really didn't enjoy at all like they had good songs on them but overall was not a fan in my books big step down from his first two that i do love Stony and beer bongs and Bentleys but this one returned to form a lot of catchy songs and it, it was kind of like the vibe for a bit of my summer as well so I've associated some good memories like uh, going to um, Akron with my cousins a road trip we we're bumping that a lot so it just sticks with me and uh, yeah there's a lot of songs that I've consistently gone back to and even when I play it from start to finish while there might be some repetition it's a um, steady like maybe not too many risks are taken I don't care Great vibe, great, great album to drive around to as well. Like Matt out in the country, I feel like this would just be right in your wheelhouse. You'd mess with this, maybe, or maybe you <laughs> didn't. I don't know, but uh, yeah, Austin Post Malone, number seven for me. Uh, I, I have not. Go ahead, Brandon. No, I was gonna say uh, I haven't checked it out. <laughs> me neither. Me neither, Eric. I will though. I'm a big. I'm a fan of Post Malone. I love Stony. So if you're saying it's Return to Form, I will check it out. So that's great to see it on the list. It's definitely yeah, same here. Form for sure. So it's, um, like I said, my most different pick out of everything on my list. Had to have it on there. And it's sandwiched in between some hardcore rap in Holland Nash 2. And now my <laughs> sixth pick, which actually features one of the artists on Holland Nash 2. So that would be Special Machinery by Conway the Machine yet again. Nice. And nice. 38 Special. That's my number six pick. Album I was looking forward to as soon as it was announced early in 2023 when 38 said that he had an album with with Conway. Right away, I was like, all right, this is one to look out for. These two are beasts. Whenever they collaborate, it's always fire. And this did not disappoint at all in my books. It's one I've gone back to a lot of times. No skips. Short album, all fire. 
And in my books, I'm a big Conway guy. Like I've been a fan of his for years. 38 Special steals the show. His rapping is second to very few in the game these days, in my opinion. His punchlines, the double entendres, just just absolutely killer. And yeah, I would definitely recommend if you want an intro to any either of these artists, Special Machinery, great place to start. That's my number six pick. Great pick. Great album. Conway, like, really, like, killed this year. This, or the past year, 2023. Uh, yeah. He also had another solo album. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed the 38 special one. Uh, didn't make the list, but barely. It was part of that 15 to 16 that should make every list. <laughs> I thought it was a great album, too. Would have probably made my top 15. Like, it was the ones that I was considering for the bottom five, so... Um, yeah, great, great pick, Eric. We've already talked about this album, guys. Number six, I have Magic 3 by Nas. Nice. We've already said, I mean, I'm just going to add that, like, Nas is maybe one of the best working in the game right now, and I don't know, We've everybody knows Nas. He's a freaking legend. Yeah, Magic 3, number six. We don't have to, like, gloss, we can just gloss over that one and go to your next pick, Brandon. Great pick, though. Great pick. Love that album. Thanks as we said, and uh, we'll gloss over it again later on. Uh, <laughs> uh, number six, I'll go um, Sky Zoo, another collaboration mm. uh, album with mm. the other guys who I've never heard of. I think they're out of the UK um, with The Mind of a Saint. Uh, loved it. When I heard he was making this album, it's all through um, uh, the lead character from Snowfall, Franklin Saint. I didn't really know how much I was really going to be feeling it. Uh, but man, like, it's just incredible. Like Sky Zoo, one of my favorite rappers out right now. Um, he just brings us right to the eighties with it. You know, I love the instrumental. I love like the heavy jazz influence with it. Uh, songs like, uh, even like Panthers and Power, you know, shows us how influential they were to the community back then. And also how detrimental it was when they got taken away. And a lot of people that were part of it ended up turned to drugs or turned to selling drugs you know it's also a story of chance how he's hanging out with his rich friends you know everybody's too scared to go pick up the drugs cocaine so he's the one that's elected to do it and ends up becoming a drug kingpin after um favorite strong song from it is probably straight drop you know has that famous beastie boys drop that the far side had used uh, before um, but yeah, it's just, you know, Sky, Sky Zoo, he never disappoints. He's always, he's always like lyrically one of the best. I'm really looking forward to the deluxe version since that last season of Snowfall, uh, dropped after this album came out. And honestly, this album got me into Snowfall. I heard about it, but after listening to it, I'm like, man, I really, really got to check it out. And, uh, yeah, just one of my favorites. I thought this was a great album too, Brandon, uh, I know Sky Zoo because of you, because you introduced him to me, like, when we when we met, basically, and he's been on your list every year, almost, and, like, yeah. I thought the 10-track the song ten track album here flows beautifully. I've listened to this one a lot. It was great. Yeah, really solid album. Eric? Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Matt in that I had no idea who Sky Zoo was until maybe a few years ago when we did our episode there in 2021, All the Brilliant Things, if I recall. Oh, right. And yeah. I've always been on the lookout for him to drop music whenever he does. I'll check it out since then. And I enjoyed this quite a bit. It dropped at the start of the year, like January 13th. I remember it kind of threw me off for the first listen. I'm like, all right, like like, like you, I don't really know Snowfall. There, there's skits in there and like a bit of different stuff. But 
Skyzu has a great presence that you're kind of just he hooks you in like to the world that he's rapping about based on like he sounds legit. He knows what he's talking about. He has a just a good like I said a good presence on the mic. So and I actually didn't listen to it for months after that. But I went back to it and doing the re-listen in thinking that it might make your list. And I really, really enjoyed yeah. it on the last listen. So maybe it's one I didn't really spin enough in 2023. But solid stuff. And uh, looking out for maybe the deluxe edition or a next concept album, whatever he does. Always good stuff. I'll uh, hit the number five. So this was really... number Like the top five is always the hardest. Like what goes, what doesn't. But I'm going to go back underground. Uh, just... I don't know, this album blew me away. It's uh, Beneficence and the uh, Jazz Spastics, Summer Night mm. Sessions. Just, I don't know, it's like pure boom bap. You could take this album and drop it in the middle of the 90s and it would fit perfectly and it would be just as good. Another collaboration, the theme of the year. <laughs> but yeah, the beats are just amazing, you know. I found way the way hip-hop's been going, it's like almost like the bass has been taken out of hip-hop. Like you don't get that that heavy hidden bass anymore and this really brings it back uh it feels like the jazz spastics probably listened to pete rock their whole life because uh, <laughs> it's just such you can hear that uh, influence it's got a wide array of uh, features you know you have the canadian legend soccer trees underground guys like a1 doodle bug from the diggable planet sky zoo is on there j live elder sensei elder sensei so it really just flows amazing yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those albums I could not stop listening to. It's very nostalgic and just amazing. Nice. I mean, who can forget Beneficence and Consequences' iconic album? I think Matt put you on to Beneficence, go. right, Brandon? So uh, good. Yeah. You love to see that full circle. I'm not really familiar with his music, honestly, so I have not checked this one out, but uh, I'll, I'll give this a spin for sure. Matt, did you check this one out? No, I did not, and I'm kicking myself. That's your guy. Um, I last exactly. I just remember as soon as he said his name, I was like, "Shit!" And I bet you it sounds just like old school, like the last album. So exactly, I'm gonna have yeah. to check this out. Honestly, I should have done more research on like, like into the underground stuff. Basically, I, I was just I was very commercial this year, and like the the stuff that's I didn't deep dive. Which I'm kicking myself. Like I, I honestly should have messaged you, Brandon, being like, "Give me your total list, and like I'll check everything." <laughs> in. Like, uh, but I then that would have been a spoiler. Been yeah. <laughs> Anyways, no, I did not check it out. Okay, number five, an album that has not been mentioned yet, and maybe it doesn't get mentioned. I don't know. But number five, I have uh, "Prosper" by King Crooked and Joel Ortiz. Oh, really, nice. really dug this album a lot. Actually, ten songs. The more I listen to it, the more I love it. Yeah, it's like super easy to listen to. Joel Ortiz, he was uh, had an album last year that I really liked. And this year I paid attention to him and Prosper, I freaking loved. Um, just like his style, I like his flow, how he like spits out lyrics. And with King Crooked, it was even like, uh, they've done albums before. So yeah, maybe Brandon, you can, I don't know, you, have you checked it out, Brandon? Oh yeah, I loved it. Um, to me, that was like the two best from Slaughterhouse. Uh, so whenever they, I love that they came back together as a duo. I as feel like I, I didn't like give it enough listens, uh, but I loved as much as I listened to it. It kind of one of those albums that got lost in the shuffle. Um, okay. Honestly, I'm probably gonna put it on right after this. <laughs> but yeah, incredible, <laughs> incredible pick. Such a good album. 
Uh, it's a no for me. I have not checked this out. Like, obviously, no of both Joel Ortiz and King Crooked, but I, uh, the only album I listened to by Joel Ortiz this year was, um, I forget the name, Signature, I think, with L'Orange yeah. as the producer. So, I um, these guys do put out a lot of music. I feel like it's tough to keep up, especially because I kind of there are certain artists that, like a Conway, for example, I think he dropped like eight albums in 2023. <laughs> there are those that, like, those guys, like, I'll always, because there's only a certain amount of guys that you can really keep up with who are dropping constant material. And like sure. I said, I listened to the one Joel Ortiz, but it was good, but not um, someone that I, like, always will check out, you know? So that's a miss by me, so I'll throw this one on as well because the album was good with L'Orange. So good pick, Matt. Thank you. Number five for me too. Same thing hasn't been mentioned and was one that dropped early in the year. I was looking forward to, it's actually the second appearance by an artist or a producer that I've mentioned, the alchemist. So he did a collaboration album with this artist that I just found out about 2022, maybe 2021 Larry June called the great escape. So this is, um, this guy, Larry June, I kind of found out about him through a rapper called Currency that he was featured on a few of his songs. And Currency is a super laid back. Well, that's, if we're talking about someone who drops albums left and right, this guy went a full year almost in 2013 or 15, 16, dropping an album every month. Like he's just constantly yeah. putting out material. And he's very laid back, cool, kind of underground, but a bit mainstream too. And Larry June is kind of like that as well. Very laid back flow, monotone. He reminds me of Boldy James in a sense. So maybe that's why I have in the top five. But just super cool. And what he raps about is a bit different in that he's really big on like self-help and like invest in yourself, be the best version of yourself. I'm pretty sure this guy doesn't drink either. Like he's really big on health and promoting healthy habits and stuff like that, but also raps about like luxury and um, his prosperous life. I'm just a big fan, especially this one. Um, I think it's one of his best albums that I've heard of him anyways, because of the alchemist production, like whenever alchemist decides to do a full album with someone, you know, He's giving them the the tools to succeed and it's on them now to not drop the ball. And Larry June definitely did it on here. He has some dope melodies where he's like singing at times, mixing it up with some slower songs, rapping fast, good features. Love this album. I don't know if you guys checked it out, but it was one of my favorites of the year. Pretty consistently went back to it. I knew it was going to be on the list. It was just a matter of where. And um, based on how much I listen to it, I'm like, I have to throw it up. I have to throw it up in the top five. So, Great Escape, Larry June, The Alchemist. Incredible, yeah, incredible not... album. Sorry. No, I haven't checked it out, so you go ahead, Brandon. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I it was it was on my list until, like, the last minute, basically. I loved it. Um, great comparison to Boldy James. Uh, but what I like about him is that even though he has that monotone flow, like you said, he switches it up. Like uh, with the voice, you know, like he'll he will switch up his flows, make it more interesting. Yeah, you really said it perfectly. It's my favorite album I heard from him, and um, it was on repeat a lot this year. Great, great pick. Right, good stuff. So uh, my next one, number four, which is actually one that I had as high as number one when the year was looking maybe a bit bleak. Mm. In that um, there just wasn't anything that was really sticking with me, and this one I ran a lot in the early months of the year, like maybe the first half of the year before the second half kicked in. And that's where like my number one and others came in. So it'd be one that's actually already been mentioned, Matt. I'm glad you threw it up as your number nine. So it'd be art of words by graph mm. and 38 special. Really, really love nice. this album. 
like I said, it came out of nowhere in my books. Was really impressed. Start to finish, I think it just flows nicely. Good beats, good rapping. I don't really know. Don't have much else to say on it that that hasn't already been said. But if you haven't heard of this, I would check it out. And now Graf is going to be someone that I look forward to their next releases. And um, 38 Special, obviously, I'm always checking out. So, yeah, it's my number four pick. Nice. Awesome to see, Eric. Um, I didn't know it would be this high on your list, but I'm glad, man. It's Like I said, I, I added it at the last minute because it needed to be on my top ten. It's a great album. I'll be definitely checking it out. I okay. Really slept on it. <laughs> All right. That's why I've slept on so much, too. Uh, okay. My number, I'm at four. We've already talked about this album. Number four for me is The Mind of a Saint by Sky Zoo. Nice. I I made sure to re-listen to it in December again and like refresh it. And it had to be in my top five. I love, my, my, honestly, my top four could all be my number one. I love all these albums. But yeah, The Mind of of a Saint, freaking excellent stuff. Thank you, Brandon, for introducing Sky Zoo to, uh, to both of us, actually. So yeah, Mind of a Saint number four. Nice, glad to see it. And one thing, like, so with the streaming nowadays, you know, you get it right away. Uh, but one of the light, nice things I do like with uh, getting the physical copies is that I think he released it like three or four months after it dropped. So it's almost like redis like I always got to grab mm. it. So it's almost like rediscovering the album. And mm. uh, yeah, no, just such a great pick. I'll go with uh, number four. Um, I did cheat a bit. Uh, don't shoot me. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did not, as we mentioned, but I put magic two and three together. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I cheated a little. <laughs> uh, but the reason why I did it really is um, they were like neck and neck. I had them four and five, and I couldn't decide which one I liked better. Uh, we talked a lot about number three, so I'll just go to number two. Um, I felt that it was really underrated. I think it kind of dropped and even myself, I didn't really check it out as much as I would with any Nas release or even as with number three. But once again, the physical came in, I started listening and man, I love it. I love how it opens up with Abracadabra. He just switches up the flow, almost has a new style flow on it, you know, with the, what the new guns are doing, the new young guns. Um, I love that he brought 50 Cent back out. I know people were kind of hating on the short verse, but I thought it was, I thought it was dope. You know, I got to see 50 Cent in concert this year as a little sidebar, and he just completely tore it down, and he brought that same energy on the mic. Bokeen Woodbine, Magic, Irvin Magic Johnson, some of my favorite songs on there, and I love that he's given flowers. Even though everybody knows Magic Johnson, I think because of the whole history of what happened with him, we do overlook him, and he doesn't really get as much shine as he should. So I love that he did that. Yeah, no, I'll I'll stick with number two since we already talked about it. Even a song like Motion. When I first heard it, I'm like, what is this? Like, I'm not a big fan. But the more I listen to it, one day I saw my wife bobbing her head to it. So I'm like, I gotta like listen to this a little more. <laughs> and it really, I started loving that song more. Um, yeah, I think it's something that is just a great, great album. A little bit overlooked for him. I almost did what you did, Brandon, and include Magic 2 and 3 as like one pick. But I'm like, no, I can't cheat like that. Um, I'll just mention Pistols, P- Pistols on your album cover. Great song, too. I love that song. Yeah, um, I think that's my you, favorite song on it. 
right? It's amazing. Great. Yeah. Anyways, Eric, what do you think of Magic? Oh, uh, I love that. Just man of honor. Like, I'm not going to cheat like that. I respect that. But no, great. I actually love to see that, Brandon, because I kind of figured you'd have both these like on your list somewhere. So I kind of like they're just taking up one spot. Now there's a definitely element of surprise for me. Like, I don't really know where you're going to go with your top three. So I love to see it. I guess we're doing 11 albums now. So I'll just throw, I was going to, I'll just say really quickly. I was in between and this, I doubt is on your guys' list there, but Ray Schremer did their fourth album together. I had it like, that was my 10 between Magic 3, but just because okay. of how much I ran back to a lot of catchy songs. So just want to shout them out real quick. But no, Magic 2, like I said earlier, I think it's one that I didn't, like I listened to at first, but then kind of, I was like debating if I had Nas fatigue, but all the songs you just listed, I actually really enjoy a lot. So it is a great album. I don't have a bad thing to say about um, Magic 2, honestly. And I imagine that like on the physical, like the intro, like that beat that doesn't really have any rapping on it. There's a nice, like the needle drops, get the dusty, like vinyl crack. And then like the sound that's on the intro, I I feel like it's a cool way to open the album too. So, and he goes hard and like abracadabra, black magic, good, good stuff. Yeah, Black Magic is another one. Yeah, just a very dope, dope album and another short and sweet one. So I'll go to number three. Probably my biggest regret from last year list was uh, not putting this on it, their first one. But Paul Wall and uh, Terminology, mm. start, start, finish, repeat, they came back. To me, it's a better album than the first one from last year, uh, which I didn't think was possible. Uh, the chemistry between them are great. You have like the rapid flow of terminology with the slow flow of Paul Wall. The producers, it's like an all-star list of producers. Static Selecta, Large Professor, Diamond D, Buck Wild. Uh, it's just like the 90s superstars that you could have. Last year, Recognize My Car was my favorite song for mm-hmm. like the whole year. This year, it's, it's magic. Uh, just love that song. Love that uh, CL Smooth is from on it, you know. Uh, they brought a lot of great rappers on there too, you know. You have Bun B, uh, Big Crit was a bit of a surprise to see on there. Love Big Crit. Um, AZ, again. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be upset if they released an album every year. Just incredible, incredible. Well, I was just going to say, I don't have too much to say on it. Honestly. I listened to their album they dropped last year. And I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I didn't even know they dropped another one, honestly. So I'll have to run that one. But that's really all I got on it, Matt. I really enjoyed this album too, Brandon. Uh, Would have made my extended list, but didn't make my top 10. But I really enjoyed listening to it. I guess my number three, right? Uh, Eric, you already mentioned this album. Not for your list, but you you shouted it out earlier. Uh, My number three, Signature by Joel Ortiz and LaRange. That one I listened to so many times. Love it. Joel Ortiz was a big, like, revelation, I guess, to me this year. I loved his two albums, these two albums, and, yeah, I'm going to keep listening to this one. It was really solid, not boring at all, like, 10 songs. Again, that was the theme for me, quick stuff, you know, can listen to it all before I get to work when I leave home. So, yeah, loved its signature. Nice, nice. Great album. LaRange, it's actually a remix of his album from the year before, Autograph. Um, But, like... LaRange, ah, he's, he's so great. And he brought such a different, like, beat flavor to it. It feels like a brand new album. And I prefer it over Autograph. Um, great, great pick. Yeah, I checked it out based on you, Matt. You recommended it on one of our episodes there and really enjoyed it. Joel Ortiz has a great flow and good lyricism there. So mm-hmm. it's always a good, uh, 
maybe someone to add for me now. Like when he drops albums, just check him out automatic. So great pick. But I didn't listen to it all that much this year, so eh, not really familiar with the songs that much, but enjoyed it from what I recall, so nice. Uh, top three now have all been mentioned for me, so I'll just start rattling them off, but still go in depth a bit there. So uh, number three, one that kept climbing for me as the year went on. I had a strong feeling it would make my list, but didn't know where it would stop. So that'd be Mick Jenkins, The Patience, mm. number three album nice. for me. Just because of, like I said, how compared to all of his other albums, this one's so concise, no skips. He really found a good way to get, to kind of ditch the preachiness of his uh, previous records where he was really big on, like you mentioned water, Brandon, like that was a big thing of his was like drink more water, um, maybe getting even religious on certain songs. I didn't really love all that back in the day. So this, like he was just rapping on here. A good little variety in there as well where he's like, getting aggressive and then slowing it down on another track. So, um, no, really fun, good album. And, um, very happy to see Mick Jenkins get a bit more recognition on the mainstream hip hop, not radio there, but like just Twitter sphere. People are talking about this album a lot. So happy to see him get his shine. Great pick. And like you said, it is an, uh, the more I listen to it, the more I'm just like, this is great. This album's great. I've heard him before, but nothing really caught me where I would repeat it, where this one was, since it dropped, it was just always in the playlist. Yeah, this album, the more I listened to it, it went from like great to amazing for me. Like this album is, uh, yeah, it's not more to come maybe (laughs) so now i'm gonna just grow number two with patience and this could have been flipped honestly like their coin flip for what was number two what was number three but i just gotta give the slight razor thin edge to my guy rome streets noise candy five that'd be my number Mm. two album of the year i've been since this guy came onto the scene for me i've been a really big fan of everything he does honestly like his lyricism elite in my books And the stories he's rapping about, like, I truly believe he's been in those situations, those dicey, even, like, dice game situations, back alleys, uh, just craziness that I hope to God I'm never a part of. And I can only just listen comfortably from my office walls and in my earbuds. So, love this album. Like I said, it flows nicely, no skips for me, good features, you got, like... Like we've already mentioned Boldy James, Currency was on your Joey Badass, a few other people that I wasn't really familiar with, but they all did their thing. I don't really know what else to say. It was just a enjoyable listen from the start for me, and it also got better as I kept listening to it. I didn't really anticipate that it'd end up this high on my list, but compared to everything else, I'm like, you know what? Every time I throw this on, I'm just vibing. I can work out to this music, even well, not work, but work out for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Just any setting, it just did it for me. So noise candy five Rome streets looking forward to seeing what he drops this year as well. Like the guy's pretty prolific and tends to drop a couple albums per year. So someone to look out for, for sure. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Eric. Yeah. You kind of downplayed how much you liked it when I said it. I like that. Like you'd like, I'm glad to see it on there. That's what you said. So that's awesome. You surprised me. I Number am, two I, for Matt, you should know this. I am an accredited actor, you know, so you're right. It's true. <laughs> uh, number two, Number two for me, we've just talked about it. It's it's the patience at number two. Like I said, my top four could be my number one. Like this could have been my number one. It's it's amazing. 
the songs two, three, and four, you got like Show and Tell, Sit and Ducks, and Smoke Break Dance. Yeah. Uh, those three songs like hit like hard, like back to, yeah. like that was, that, that <clears throat> sequence is amazing. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. We've talked about it. Great album. We, we have it on all our lists. So good stuff. I feel like I should have been higher on my list now. <laughs> like, yeah, number seven. <laughs> no, it was great, great, great album. Like you said, sequencing is just incredible on it. Um, so I'll go to my number two. It was mentioned before too. Uh, Black Thought, Glorious Game. Mm. Um, nice. We talked a lot about it. I won't go too much into it, but I do feel uh, that he got like the most personal that we've ever heard Black Thought get on this album. Uh, maybe that's because he was working on his biography with it. Um, but yeah, I just love it. And uh, for El, um, Michael's, Michelle's Affair, I'm not sure, Michael's, Michelle's Affair, um, he, they're, they're like a band. So it is pretty cool to see the Roots hook up with another band. They did um, like a revised instrumental version of 36 Chambers. I think it's called the 37th Chamber uh, from Wu-Tang, which is like really worth it to check out. And I really only heard about that after this album. So very happy for that. Uh, but yeah, I won't get too much into it. We all know uh, how great it is. Number one, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really. I'm not sure what your guys's picks are for number one. Like, I have a. I have a guess maybe, but I'm not. I'm wondering if we're all on the same page. I'm not sure. Uh, but I'll hit you with my number one. Uh, Killer Mike, Michael. Oh, I knew it. That's what I was. That's what I, I was yeah. thinking. To be honest. Yeah, I knew you I'm liked wondering. it. I'm one. I'm like no one mentioned it so far. I'm wondering is it all? But. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, as soon as I heard it, I knew it was going to be my number one album. You know, hearing a song like Motherless, which could literally bring you to tears. Uh, he did a live performance of it where he's, you know, the tears are streaming down his face. Uh, just powerful. Uh, Slummer, you know, the just one of my favorite songs on that album. You know, he details his uh, teenage love, getting his girlfriend pregnant, wanting the baby, her mother you know, getting him to give the money for the abortion. Now he, regret, he regrets telling all his friends. Um, he has a line in there where he says, uh, I guess they call it adolescence because we learn in adult lessons, uh, which I just really, really hits home and, you know, gets the coveted Andre 3000 verse. And I still think Killer Mike outshines him on it, scientists mm. and engineers. Yeah, I don't know. He just, you know, two days shows that he could still rip apart a mic. I love the whole gospel feel of the album. You know, Killer Mike is at his best when he's preaching and, you know, and he really feels like he's taking you to church. He had a whole rollout of this album where he performed it in churches all across the U.S., uh, which I thought was so fitting. I think even one in the U.K. There's so much I could say about it. Down by Law with CeeLo. It's just front to back. It's incredible. I, I think it deserves to win the Grammy. Even over King's Disease 3, which is almost blasphemy for me, but um, I do believe it. Uh, he just, you know, he even made this album himself. He funded it himself. Like, it's a labor of love. I just, I love it. Love it. Wow. I knew you loved this album and should have known it was your number one. But uh, no, I this would have made my, it's like my 11th or 12th one. It was the, between that and Glorious Game. And I think I like the beats on Glorious Game more. I don't know. Michael was solid though. I listened to it the other day actually uh, on Friday. Good stuff, Brandon. I yeah, good album, Eric. 
Yeah, I loved Michael as well. Amazing album. It, it opens with a bang down by law. Just guys going in like, all right, like this, we're in for one here. And he's just snapping. And I think he found a nice balance of like those hard rap songs. And then the, like you said, the preaching, like that's what he's known for. He can get like the gospel going and um, very eloquent on the mic, right? Like he's a great speaker yeah. and orator, really impressive guy to begin with. Like everything he does in the community, like his activism and political uh, presence. And, um, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of Killer Mike. Like, I've um, really tuned into his music more through Run the Jewels than his own solo material. But love this album. One of the best of the year, no doubt. Um, yeah, just flows really nicely. I don't know. You said it really well and uh, definitely one to, like you said, I hope, um, I'm not sure what the exact competition is for the Grammy, but I would love to see him win as well over a Drake and 21 Savage, I think, are there. Like, I don't mm. think that'd be, a, that'd be a little disappointing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my number one's no surprise. It's anticlimactic. I said I wouldn't cheat by separating Magic 2 and 3, and I haven't ma mentioned Magic 2 yet, so my number one's Magic 2. For the simple, for the simple reason that this song dropped in I, July, like in the summer. I listened to it like almost every day in the summer cutting the grass, doing my work as I was bumping to this album. It's the album I know the most from 2023. Like I know each song very well and they're all great in my opinion. Brandon, you said it, what you said about it. I was like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. Starting off with Abracadabra, like gets you right into it. Yeah, I love Bokeem Woodbine, super underrated actor, by the way. He's amazing in Fargo season two. Yep. Amazing in that, in that season. Great actor, great song, great album. Maybe... Maybe not like the most artsy or like stylistic album ever. Like maybe Mind of a Saint or The Patience are like just found fundamentally better albums. But I mean, Magic 2 is, the, is my favorite personally. So listen to it the most. That's why it's number one. Magic 2, Nas, the greatest living rapper at the moment, in my opinion. Nice. Uh, agree 100%. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, great pick, Matt. I don't know. I guess it slipped my mind that that would be yours. I thought I thought Michael for one of you, if not both, honestly. That's where kind of I was thinking. But uh, nice, good pick. Um, and nice. it also fits the narrative as well for you, Matt. Like shorter albums, like very concise. Honestly, yeah. like, these last two Nas albums have been like under forty minutes at the very least. And um, no, good, yeah. uh, amazing stuff from Nas. So good, good stuff. So mine actually. Once again, just outright lied. My album has not been mentioned so far. Maybe wanted to steer you down a path of thinking it was maybe Glorious Game, but it did not make my list. So just I'll just say what it is. So for me, hands down, when this dropped, I was like, all right, this is solid. Then kept listening to it. I'm like, all right, that's my number one. That's what you got to beat. Me, it's Utopia, Travis Scott. No questions oh. asked. Nothing really came close to taking it down for me based on how much I listened to it and how much I enjoyed it. Because also, I'm a huge Travis Scott guy. Been a fan of his music for years. This one had been five years in between his last solo album, Astroworld. And he went through a lot of personal stuff with them. Well, first, just like his him growing up as a person, becoming a father of two. His relationship with Kylie Jenner. And then, obviously, the tragedy that happened at his festival, Astro Fest. So... Mm -hmm. That kind of derailed where his career is kind of going. And obviously, rightfully so, because that's an unspeakable and very tragic incident that happened. Like, But he was gearing up to release his music um, and then took years off because 
that um, when something like that happens, you can't just get back into the stream of uh, like regularly scheduled programming. And in my opinion, he really came back with a, a banger of an album. He did address what happened then and delivered, in my opinion, one of his best verses ever on My Eyes. The second half of that song, he's just rapping for like, what feels like two minutes straight. I don't think it's that long there, but he's just going and addressing what happened, like what he would do to save him a child. Anyways, it's kind of, it's very intense, but um, overall the vibe of the album, I just really mess with. It's a long album, like 18, 19 songs. But for me, a flow is like, there's maybe one song I'll kind of skip, Parasail, but overall it vibes for me. Like first 12 songs, bangers, then you got Parasail, but then Schizo right away with Young Thug. There's like three, four beat switches in that. For me, it's just catchy the whole way through. And uh, even the songs that are pretty disliked by people, I still mess with them. Like K-pop, that was released as a single. In the flow of the album, it works well for me. And then it ends off very, like, amazingly. Till Further Notice, eerie, like, haunting beat. Just a big fan. Utopia, could talk about this for a while, but... I mean, I feel like I've said a lot already, so... That's my number one pick of the year, and, um... Yeah, like I said, it was unanimous from the start. I did check it out after your uh, glowing reviews on it in the chat. Uh, it might be a generational thing where um, it's just not my style of hip-hop, but I do see the the artistry in it. And compared to his other work, I do appreciate what it was. Um, no, great pick. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a generational thing for me. And with the Astro World, it was a real shame, uh, like complete tragedy what happened. Uh, but I did find it a little funny how the artist got blamed for it. I always thought that was weird that it wasn't put on the security or the venue and it became the artist's fault. Uh, that seems to be a little narrative we have going on nowadays, almost like with that whole Alec Baldwin situation and stuff mm -hmm. where the people that are in charge aren't being held accountable right away. Uh, it's whoever's the face of it. But uh, no, great pick, great pick. Yeah, I love that pick, Eric. I loved, I liked this album a lot, but the problem is my lack of familiarity with Travis Scott's back catalog, which I haven't deep dive on, didn't make me re-listen to this album a whole bunch of times. So it did not make my, that's why I didn't consider it for my top 10. So I need to like, I think I need to go back and start with the beginning with Travis, because every song you've recommended or gave me in playlists, Eric, of his, I've liked, so... I think I just need to familiarize myself more with uh, Travis's work. So, yeah, good pick, though. No, in my books, he makes, like, all his albums are great, in my opinion. They get, like, horrible reviews online for the most, like, Metacritic or whatever the aggregate score for his albums are. Other than Astroworld, which is my probably my least favorite of his, to be honest, they all get pretty mediocre reviews. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, the vibe isn't for everybody, but, well, I know it is for a lot of people there, but, and for me, it just hits, so um yeah that's it that's the pick so great list everybody i'll just do a quick yeah. recap of everybody's uh, top tens so in order i had magic three uh scaring the hose hall and nash two austin i'll just say artist who Nas, jpeg mafia danny brown west side gun conway the machine alchemist post malone 38 special and conway on special machinery the great escape larry june and the alchemist Art of Words by Graf and uh, 38 Special, The Patience, Mick Jenkins, Noise Candy 5, Rome Streets, Utopia, Travis Scott. Matt, you had 
um, glorious game by uh, Black Thought and L. Michelle's Affair. So actually, I might I might be missing some of the artists' names here, but I'll do my best. Art of Words, Graph Thirty Eight Special, Director's Cut Four, Ransom and Nick Craven, Noise Candy Five, Rome Streets, Magic Three, Nas, Prosper, Joel Ortiz, and was there someone else on there? Or? King Crooked. King Crooked. Um, the Ill Mind of a Saint, Sky Zoo. Um, Signature, Joel Ortiz, Larange, Mick Jenkins, uh, The Patience, and then Magic 2, Nas, Hit Boy. Brandon, now this one I have no idea. Like, I'm just, I just have the album cover, I don't have the name of it. <laughs> Elzai and Ono, uh, Heavy Vibrato. Do you want to rattle these off for me, man? Because I don't have the yeah, name. Sorry, I'll, okay. I'll get my list here. Uh, yeah, so Elzai, uh, well, I said that already. Um, I was, Cesar Face, Cesar to... Official Intelligence, <laughs> uh, AZ, Truth Be Told, Mick Jenkins, The Patience, Sky Zoo, uh, Mind of a Saint, Beneficious, and uh, Jazz Spastic, Summer Night Sessions, um, Nas, Magic 2 and 3, sorry for cheating, uh, Paul Wall and Terminology, Start, Finish, Repeat, Black Thought, uh, L, Michelle's Affairs, Glorious Game, and uh, Killer Mike, Michael. Yep, great stuff, guys. Uh, yeah awesome very powerful year again like a lot of variety in our list like a few overlapping picks i think the only one across the board was the patience and uh, magic magic three was on everyone's list but yeah yeah, no awesome so yeah if you're watching this on youtube you could see all the picks be made in real time just the album covers so um it's where i wouldn't wasn't able to read all of the um the album names and some of them don't have the names on them so yeah if you're watching, you got to see all that. But no, good stuff. Um, now that we're already in the year, something I like to do every year there with you guys is like a look ahead kind of at the year we're in, 2024. Is there anything that's kind of on your radar that you're, you'd like to see an artist drop an album, something that you're aware of? You guys want to share, Brandon? We can start with you. Yeah, um, uh, we got a few teasers from him. One song I really liked. The other song was obviously a push for radio. Uh, but J-Rock, he's supposed to uh, drop his new album. Mm. He's another one that quietly just drops incredible albums. Redemption is still like one of my favorites that, that I cool. still go back to. Uh, yeah, so I really, really uh, hope he drops this year. It's kind of forgotten, honestly. And a lot of, I feel like, well, for me anyways, like, I was a big fan of J-Rocks, but haven't listened to his music in years because he's not really done much. So I would love yeah. to see him come back with something good for sure. I'll go next. Uh I was doing a bit of research and I'm looking forward to like if Jay Cole or Benny the Butcher drop something new, that'd be really cool. Looking like it's going to happen too though. So those two artists I'm always excited for. But Brandon, something you've mentioned in the past, is LL Cool J going to drop something? Because that would be cool. Is it going to happen? That's still my number one. It's The, <laughs> the album's apparently done. It's executive produced by Q-Tip. He had his tour, uh, The Force, which is named after the album. So it is supposed to drop when I I hope it's soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben and the butcher is coming. Yeah, the He's butcher coming is soon. coming. <laughs> a couple of weeks from now, like December yeah. January twenty sixth is when he's supposed. To, well, I think he's gonna drop. Like it's on Apple oh, Music. Yeah. Pre pre orders already Sweet. available there, so I'm pumped for that album too. I actually yeah, listened Def to both the beat. singles. I enjoyed them both. So Me too. Uh, everybody can't go pumped for that. Nice. And yeah, J. Cole, also someone I'm looking forward to seeing drop. He didn't drop an album last year. He did the year before, I think. So um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he does for sure. 
Me? Yeah, I think we're finally going to get the fall off. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, man, he's been talking about that album for years, like since like 2018, <laughs> 19 or something like that. So let's see it, yeah. man. Let's... That's the thing with these artists, though, who talk about albums for years. Like, I mentioned in the past, like, ASAP Rocky, someone I look forward to, Stove God Cooks. But it's like these guys just keep giving us false hope. Like, yo, it's 99% done. It's coming sooner than you think. And it's been years since that's been said. So I'm not even... It's I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing with those guys. Me, it's more, like, tangible. I know it's coming that I'm excited for. And I don't know if this actually falls under that category, but I just saw on Twitter before we did this podcast that apparently Freddie Gibbs and two-time top 10 nominee, I guess, on my list this year, The Alchemist, have material that's ready to drop at a moment's notice. So if those two guys drop another album this year, that would be crazy. That's an instant like number one contender in my books for album of the year. So would love to see that happen. Alchemist and uh, Freddie Gibbs, who, like you said, didn't drop anything last year. So, uh... Uh, that's something I'd like to see happen this year for sure. And I'll say, I don't know if I mentioned him last year, but Schoolboy Q, I hope he comes back with an album. So to get back on he, the top dog wave, like he hasn't dropped an album since 2019. So looking forward to seeing what he's got in store. He's uh, I seen him schedule two to drop once again, like really excited, but Freddie Gibbs Alchemist. I didn't know about that. Like, I'm like hyped for that yeah. now. That instantly mm-hmm. like went up. Yep. I was able to go through his uh, over the break. I just randomly just started going through his discography, and uh, man, Freddie Gibbs is amazing. The I beast. can't. Oh, I hope it drops. <laughs> so yeah, and then everything else like the surprises, right? Like who would have thought we'd have like for Matt and myself like a graph album? Uh, just looking right. Like, you know. Mick Jenkins, like not someone I would have considered as top ten. Whenever he drops albums, I check them out, but I'm I'm never listening to them thinking like, oh, this is gonna be one of the year's best kind of thing, you know. So, you never know. That's the great thing about hip hop, like there's or just albums mm-hmm. in general. Like you never know what's gonna stick. And uh... and we already had the first surprise of the year with the uh, Hit Boy with the game and Big Hit. His dad dropped an album, a nine ten track album. It's incredible. Oh. It's good. Okay, like, I didn't listen oh. to it. Like the game, man. Like he's so controversial these days, and like yeah. he's kind of inconsistent. Where to, he he can be incredible in certain songs and even albums, but then he'll he'll just throw absolute garbage out there. In my opinion, anyways. <laughs> so I don't really yeah. bother with him anymore. But you're saying it's good. Okay, so I'll, I'll get that spin it. then. Yeah, I loved it. It was that classic West Coast okay. feel to it. And just Hip Boy's, I don't know, he's on another level right now. He's just completely killing the game. Hip Boy's on a run, for sure. Have checked that out, yeah. Him and Alchemist, in no, my it, opinion, 2020 is like killing the producing game. Like for albums yeah. they've done with people, nuts. Yeah. Just want to give a last shout out on Alchemist. Voir Did you check this album out with Earl Sweatshirt? Alchemist Earl Sweatshirt album, Voir no, I didn't get to check okay. it. I've never really got into Earl Sweatshirt, uh, but I should check it with Alchemist. He's de- exactly like, that's the reason. I actually almost included this on my list, but Earl, the thing with him is like his rapping is so monotone that he could be giving this like the craziest wordplay. There's just something about how he's rapping that seems like lazy that it takes away from how incredible the lyricism is. That being said, there's mm. a lot of amazing songs on here, and the production from start to finish is next level. Like, I wish these beats maybe went to someone else. Where, <laughs> like, people love Earl Sweatshirt, but I kind of I can tolerate his music, but not like to that yeah. level where some people rank him as like he's one of the best in the game, but not really for me. 
Like you said, I think it's the voice. It almost feels... You ever play like a 45 record on 33? It's like completely slow motion, slowed down. Like, it just... It has that sound to it. Uh, yeah. No, that's... I gotta check it out, though, just for the beats, if anything. Yeah. The beats are nuts. Any Alchemist album, like I said, I'll most likely check it out. Because he normally does... He only collaborates with artists that he believes in, too, like he's friends with, so... Been going for a decent bit, but we did get a few listener submissions that I just want to shout out there that submitted their picks for album of the year. So... The first one we got was from, and I worded this as just like any album, like not just to limit to hip hop because mm. maybe some people don't really listen to rap. So the first one was from my buddy, Will. He submitted Unreal Unearth from Hosier. Hosier? Hosier? I don't know how you say his name. Hosier. Hosier, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys check this out. He's a big fan of Hosier and decided this is a great album. The homie Daniel Roloch submitted Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, so the soundtrack to the uh, the movie, which I was a big fan of, honestly, especially in the movie. I feel like it really hits, like the song with um, Sway Lee, like Annihilate, in the context of the movie is fire. But uh, yeah, I think it was had a lot of great songs on there, like Metro Boomin made them, like composed the album there, and I thought it was really good. Did you guys check this out? Yeah, same. And mostly through the movie also. But yeah, definitely agree. It just fit it perfectly. I got to check out the movie, guys. So <laughs> I don't know why I haven't yet. I got to cry. Got to get on movie. that. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I, I know everyone's told me. So, okay. <laughs> the next one is from the homie Ron Antoine. He submitted no album in particular. just said Taylor Swift. So I guess this was he's entering his Taylor Swift era, I guess. I don't know. But uh, just going through the back catalog, big cardigan guy, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that was his pick for the year. Thoughts on T-Swizzle? Anything? She won the year, though, like oh, yeah, in other sure. things, <laughs> money-wise. Oh, yeah. yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Can't blame Ron for uh, that being his pick. So the next one was from our cousin Dylan Smith. He had a few picks that were not rap. So the record by Boy Genius. And then a runner-up would be La High by Sampha. I don't know if you guys checked either of these albums out. No. Oh, Sampha's dope. I haven't checked it, but uh, I am familiar with Sampha. Yeah. So also I've only heard good things. But then his rap album was Heroes and Villain by Metro Boomin. So we go by Gregorian calendar year here as this was released in 2022. Felt uncomfortable including this in my list. Wouldn't qualify it as a 2023 album, but I mean, that was his pick. I gave him the option to change. He doubled down on it. He's, he's a Grammy list guy. I think Metro, that album is actually Grammy nominated, which I love Heroes yeah. and Villains. If I were to remake my 2022 list, that dropped late in last year. 100% including it in my probably top five, to be honest, based on how much I spun that in 2023. So I can understand the point of like, you listen to it really in 2023. So that's where it falls. But like, for me, it's not a 2023 album. Did you guys check this out and enjoyed it? Your thoughts? I uh, checked it out. I did like a quick checkout. It did sound pretty good, but just not in my wheelhouse. I have yet to check it out. So I'm going to get on that. Really good. So yeah, thanks for the recommend. And then both my cousins, Dill and Dan Deschamps, former guests, they both submitted Utopia as their favorite. And then Dan had Austin by Post Malone honorable mention. So I'm happy to see my picks be uh, validated by my younger cousins. So 
you know, that, uh, that generation, you know, we're just sticking together. (laughs) (laughs) I am also seven years old and then we'll just say, but anyways, you know, I I gravitate towards that, uh, that vibe of uh, rap, but no, love that utopia. Love to see it. So those are our picks, our submissions. So thank you to the um, listeners. Yeah, I guess that'd be it really. So Brandon, (laughs) as per usual, Absolutely killed it on here. Gave me some new albums to check out for sure. So I'll be uh, doing that. Um, yeah. Any final notes for the listeners? Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, you guys gave me quite a few. I got to check out and recheck. I think I glossed over. Uh, yeah. So it's just always fun as usual. Really appreciate uh, you guys having me on. Yeah, Matt, as per usual as well. Crushed it on here. Great list. Love to see a lot of my picks as well on here. Like we had a lot of similar picks like, four of them so love to see that any uh and you know i like to see the ransom pick on there that surprised the hell out of me so i love that any uh final notes for the listeners just uh thank you everybody for listening i really appreciate it i hope you liked all of our lists also brandon thank you for coming on you killed it as usual could listen to you talk about hip-hop all day because you're so passionate and knowledgeable um i love this tradition of end of the year uh, top 10 Uh, But yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed your holidays and yeah, thank you so much. Yep, well said. So yeah, thanks a lot everybody for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to just uh, enjoy the the return to work, I guess. And uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) peace.